Welcome to the Keeping It Business Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Payne. I'm a multiple small business owner, business mentor and growth coach. And if you'd like to know more about building a stronger, more profitable business, please visit www.adampayne.me. Right, welcome to another Keeping It Business Podcast. Uh, I have the lovely Julie Widdison with me. Uh, Julie, introduce yourself, what you do. Okay, uh, Julie Widdison, I'm a hypnotherapist and I'm also an energy healer practitioner as well. So I work with children, adolescents, um, adults with anxiety, depression, any issue whatsoever. Okay, and you, 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 I'm, I'm never asked you this before is it uh, do you deal just with anxiety and depression or do you do all no, 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 manner no. of stuff everything any issue whatsoever so whatever the issue is to you it's an issue so i deal with not only anxiety depression but that tends to be what um, comes through into my therapy room um but no i do a lot of stop smoking weight issues i work a lot with people who are stuck and have fears and phobias and lack of self-worth value and all that kind of thing um i work a lot with the inner child which is a lot of it actually stemmed from so we'll work a lot with the inner child as well um, yeah you see I'm, I'm still like a child i am but um, the child is good I, I i play with my little child a lot it's full of fun and i love to have fun but there's also we're, we're multifaceted so there's also parts of us get stuck in emotional storage that's those parts that stop us doing stuff is where we need to work. Yeah, see, I'm. I, I, I like the. I'm more mis, mischievous. Mm. But there's a devilment when I, I get. I love that. I, that's me. Yeah, that's just you know, gotta have it. So yeah. now, as I was just saying to you, oh, actually, wait, normal question, standard question. What, what, what did you want to be when you first started out? What? When I was a little girl. Yeah, when you when you first started out, I know it's it's one of the easy ones to go with. Well, it's interesting because since a little girl, I've always wanted to give back. And I used to say this in my head, all I need to do is give back. I just need to give back. I just need to give back. I had got no idea um, what I wanted to do. I had nursing was one of them. And being a hairdresser was the other one. So they were the two that kind of, um, my kind of thoughts as I was growing up was um, hairdresser or nurse. And um, when I, when I, got my, my CSEs back in the day. Um, I did better than what I thought I was going to do. So enabled me then to go into health and beauty therapy, which was a longer full-time three-year course at college. And that's what I did. So I did hairdressing in that, but I also did all the health and beauty therapy side of things as well. Uh, okay. So college straight in, and did you carry on with that profession? Yeah, I, I did um, straight from school into college, three years full time. I got a Saturday job at Greg's and I really came out my, uh, out my shell because I was very quiet in school. You know, I was square peg, round hole. I was slim, mad curly hair, spotty, you know. Um, yeah, studious, which doesn't go down well, does it? <laughs> that, that was me. <laughs> Um, and I'm still studious now. I'm always saying that I'll um, I'll die a very old lady, a student of life with about 20 books around me because I'm always learning. And I went on to college, did that uh, three years, um, got student of the year in the third year, um, which is so proud of. And uh, I went into industry then. And in industry then, I was just working in the beauty therapy field um, in different salons. 
I'm originally from St. Helens, so I worked in Ormskirk, worked in Liverpool, um, Warrington. Yeah, just around and about. Yeah. Okay. Uh, long time ago. Yeah. And did, and, and did you go from there into setting up the hypnotherapy? No. Sorry? No, I went off on a different tangent, a different path. Um, uh, met a man, yeah, um, as you do, and I decided to go into um, training to be a lecturer. Um, so I got me certed at Manchester University, and so I was a qualified lecturer in beauty therapy then. Um, so I tried that for a bit. As well as doing that, I was working part-time in the beauty therapy field. Then I decided... Um, I wanted a bit of a change, something completely different. So I got a job at Beaver Brooks the Jewelers. Um, yeah, so I used to teach in the evenings. Um, and then I used to work full time at Beaver Brooks the Jewelers. And then I worked part time at the weekends for weddings and things like that. I used to do hair and makeup. So I had literally had three jobs at one point. And that was to support my then wedding to a husband. <laughs> That was to support him in his studies. So yeah, that was a long time ago. Uh, okay, okay. So where did you go from there then? So yeah, I mean that is you go to th three jobs. I mean, yeah. And did you have the, the, the family then as well? No, 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 no. The, the marriage only lasted eighteen months. He wasn't a nice man. Um. So I left. Um. He was emotionally and physically abusive. So I. It, it's funny, you know. I listen when I have clients come in who, who share similar stories. It's like you get to a certain point and it's like you accept it until they do that. And that's your line. And then you think, that's it, I'm going to go. And he crossed the line. Basically, I left with two black eyes. I found my parents up them coming home. So I literally got my suitcase and the stuff my nan had given me, you know what I mean? In my bottom drawer for years that she'd stored, even the, the, um, egg flipper, I was making shots and everything my nan gave me, um, gathered as much as I could and I just got a taxi back from Warrington back to um, St. Helens and I moved back in with my parents and filed for divorce. Yeah. yeah. So I carried on working then at Beaver Books. Yeah, so that was my stability then, just back at home, just really, um, because the, the physical scar scars you kind of um, heal, but it's the emotional um scarring that that you know that you that your self-doubt comes in that you're not good enough comes in that you're not worthy who do you think you are and all these things and you know and I think that has been one of my from the bullying in schools having that relationship and all these different things has been all my part of my journey to get to what I do now because I help people deal with what they're going through and it's from childhood and relationships and things like that so when I look back it's everything that I've experienced has made me who I am now and I do, I'm very grateful for them okay so you so right back at school uh, from a bullying side oh uh, yeah, yeah I was yeah. bullied in school yeah I, did, did, I didn't fit in you know I was laughed at a lot I was like I've always been as you probably know I do it but when I get excited I'm like Woo! I get my bit of a I get really excited and that, that's the inner child, that's the giggly, that's yeah. that's who I am. So when things excite me, I was always like this, like, you know, and <laughs> it didn't go down well. Um, and it didn't do in my school anyway. But, um, but yeah, but I wouldn't change that about me, absolutely not. 
No, not at all. Not at no, all. No. I, mean, I think more of us need to get in touch with their bloody inner child. Absolutely. Roly poly down the hill, you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. roar like a lie when things are getting stressed or, you know, just, just get your music on and dance around the kitchen. That's yeah. what I do. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So did, when did it get to the point where you made the decision then that, because uh, um, right. the okay. hypnotherapy side in particular, so... Yeah. Okay, so what happened then, um, I um, met somebody else um, in Warrington and he lived in Stockport, which is where I live now. And that must be about 25 years ago now. Um, so yeah, so uh, I moved in with him and then I still moved into Warrington, got visa books and things, stuff like that. Um, and then I got a job I decided to get more towards Stockport rather than all the commuting all the time. And I got a job at the Cheshire Building Society. So I went completely off in a different direction. So I worked there for six years. I tend to have a six-year itch. It's like the books for six years and the relationships were six years before my, you know, I, I'm married, um, my second marriage is longer, but yeah, six years. Um, yeah, so I worked the Cheshire um, on the building site as well as the property services. So letting all about the property misdescriptions acts. So I've done, I've done gemology with Beaver Brooks. I've done the property misdescriptions acts and all sorts of things. Um, and it was when I was at the Cheshire, um, one of the ladies used to work with adults with learning difficulties, service users. Um, as they were called back back in the day, and um, she wanted to give it up. And I was like, oh, well, I used to do that when I did a little bit of teaching years ago. I used to work, you know, with support and things like that. And it was like a night school thing. And it was very, very simplified skincare, very simplified healthcare. And I thought, oh, I can do that. So I did. And I did night school as well as work at the Cheshire. I did night school then um, on a Monday uh, evening and Thursday sometimes as well. And I used to teach very simplified um, health and beauty therapy. We used to make hand creams at Christmas for presents. And, you know, this is what your skin does, how you look after your skin, your hair, you know, paint nails and really lovely, lovely, uh, you know, heart, heart opening mm. stuff, really lovely. Um, and it was doing that that got me back again, looping round to my um, health and beauty therapy thing again, thinking I really want to... Um, Go back into it again get more back into it now back in the day in the 80s when i first started my training as a health and beauty therapist um i mean reflexology was something in america it wasn't really here it wasn't part of the curriculum so i retrained then i started to go to night school and i did um i added to all the mass other massage techniques i had uh, indian head and aromatherapy i did reflexology hope ear candles so i became more of a holistic therapist because then um, I'd remarried for the second time and I had two little boys by this point. Mm -hmm. So I thought it'd be really good. Now I was running, I was also running my husband's business as well. <laughs> yeah, I've always been busy. I, I was running my husband's business as well at the time. He was he's a builder. So I did I was doing all the admin and everything for that. Uh, the accounts a lot as well as doing all the other stuff and being mum. And I just thought if I started being self-employed just part-time 
then I'm going to have more time for the boys running the home, running my um, husband's business. So when I go after my second child, I decided then to um, concentrate really on, you know, starting up a, a little business for myself. And it took a bit of time and a bit of persuasion, but I did. Um, and it was when I was doing the retraining that um, Reiki, I started to do Reiki. So I trained in Reiki and I did up to level three masters. And it was when I was doing my Reiki training um, that one of the students who was, was sat next to me said, I'm thinking of doing uh, hypnotherapy. And it was like this light bulb moment. I went, what's that? And she said, you know, it helps people. It's like a therapy, but it really helps people, you know, um, deal with their issues and things like that. And it was like, I need to know more. And this is how it all works out. You know, my Reiki teacher knew someone who knew someone that taught hypnotherapy. And I went, can I have the details? And um, I phoned them up. And I contacted them at a meeting with the parent there. And they were starting a new course. And they said, yes, absolutely. Definitely the type and um, the right type of person to do the, the workshop. And yeah, I decided to sign up. It didn't go down very well in in my relationship with my husband or anything like that, but I stuck to my guns and I did it. And it was the best thing I ever did personally for me. I was terrified on the first day. Absolutely terrified because I've never been hypnotized. I remember sitting there going, rocking side side bit, going, What the hell am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was terrified because I've never experienced anything like it. Um, but I just knew, I knew it was something I needed to do, something I wanted to do. And it's the best thing I ever did. And I'm so passionate about the work. I know you are. Yeah, I know you are. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. The question I was going to ask you was uh, if you don't mind me asking, mm, no. why wasn't you, your husband happy, happy with you doing that? Yeah. I think is his own I mean we're not married now so it's fine it was his own belief system and I think he was so concerned about what the people were thinking and everything else he didn't like the job that I was doing he didn't like me um being the holistic therapy side of things you know he used to say go and get a proper job you know okay yeah that's always... Do you see what I'm saying and yeah. when he kind of said if well the nail, the nail started to go in when he said, oh, no, I'm forbidding you to do the hypnotherapy course. And I thought, I stood there and I went, I've supported you and run your business and everything all these years. I said, this can only benefit our family. And that was, that was the, the nails that were, yeah, it just, it, it was just like that. Every time I tried to speak, it was like, don't want to know. And so things started to unravel. It took a few, well, a couple of years to really unravel, but they really did start to unravel. Um, but you know looking back now it's the right decision absolutely 100% because we, we just see the world differently we'd grown apart we see the world differently you know I care for, I care about him he's the father of my two boys you know and I really do care deeply about him just want him happy mm-hmm. you know just want him happy you know and and it's great do you th- uh, the, the reason, one of the reasons, was I, I was I was making a sh- an assumption that I shouldn't do this, and I did wonder whether it was something to do with the perception that people have with mm-hmm. hypnotherapy. And do you find that is there? Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. I, I often get, oh, look into my eyes, you're under. 
you know, and they soon say anything, oh, okay, don't mess with my head. That's one thing he kept saying to me, you won't get in my head. I said, don't want to. Oh, no, would I ever go into your head? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, there's, there's this paranoia, you know, that, you know, it's, but it's one of the most amazing things. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that would say, I'm looking now, that would be what, 2011, is it? I think uh, it was yeah. 2011. Yeah, I was qualified, yeah, yeah, about 10 years ago now, yeah. Okay. In May. And, and then you've just carried on from there? Yeah. Well, I, I work part time at a physiotherapy clinic in Offerton. And I've been there when I was doing all my stuff as well. So what I did was I got a massive, they had, they had like a blue handrail going up, you know, into the physio clinic. Because when I went back into the industry, um, so to speak, with my holistic, I didn't want like the beauty therapy kind of thing. I wanted more the um, osteotherapy, you know, the, that kind of thing. Because I was always, back in the day, I was always the, the masseuse or the waxer, you know, it wasn't the, the makeup or the nails really. It was more the physical body. I loved the body. It was when I was doing my training, which I'll, I'll go back to, because I always thought how amazing the body heals. I thought it used to fascinate me. But when I was doing my training, it was actually at your mind and how your perception, your mind actually helps you heal the body. It's not just the body, it's the mind as well. It just blew me away. Just like opened me up like, I just, yeah, amazing. So once I got qualified on this handrail, I had this huge, like 10 foot banner in blue and white, I forget to take hypnotherapy to you. It was you, you go past on the bus, you couldn't miss it. It was just like flashing. <laughs> yeah, and then I just started off just very, you know, like part-time little bits. And it's been a very slow, steady because people are now coming around more to it. You know, you've got CBT and NLP and all that. And a lot of it comes from hypnotherapy. So, you know, it, it's people's perception because, you know, you think of the stage hypnotist and you think of all these, these things, but it's completely different. Yeah, you go in an altered state, but it's an altered state that's, um, that where we access your subconscious mind, where the issues are, where the metaphors are. You know, I'm not, you're not going to bounce around eating a onion like an apple or anything like that. You just sat in the chair. Yeah. Powerful yeah. stuff. Yeah, I thought... Uh, got two questions and one that comes back a little bit from a bit earlier but fascination with the body mm. than the mind mm. do you think one's more powerful than the other oh okay you see years ago i would say the body but me it's the mind because your emotional stuff manifests in the body as well so your emotional state, your emotional stresses can form in pain and physically because you're holding on too tight. So all your emotional stuff. So for me, it's the power of the mind and everything else around that. That's most powerful. You, you, your body, your physical body to me is just like, like a vehicle. It's just a vehicle. It's like, like a, a car that you fuel, you look after, you know? So that's the physical thing. The emotional state of your mental health, the emotional state of who you are, um, is gosh, it's so much more greater. Mm -hmm. I, I did wonder the reason, and the reason I was wondering was it's the back in 2012 when I went through my side mm -hmm. uh, of, of mental health. Um, so I, uh, being the engineer, I look at root cause analysis, so I'm constantly mm -hmm. looking at logical thinking. Um, so I used to sit there, I think I've said to you before, I used to sit there with my wife on the left-hand side of me. Uh, I'd come out of uh, a huge role, exec role, 
into nothing, setting up the business, now fighting to for the sales and marketing and that sort mm-hmm. of um and I used to get a pain up the left hand side of my arm, across my chest, left hand side of my face, my lips mm-hmm. would be numb. And I'd be thinking I'd be having an heart attack. I'd eventually had a uh, massive panic attack and then went for walk from here up to the health center, which is about a mile and a half, back down, mm-hmm. back up, back down, back up, fight, fight, fight or freeze style thing. Mm-hmm. Eventually went in and said, Right, give me an MOT, I want to check check myself over. Uh nothing wrong uh, at all. Um, but I knew that the thoughts in the head had grown arms and legs, and those arms and legs had grown arms and legs. Yeah. Um, and I'd had this, I wasn't saying anything to anybody, I'd had this pain, everything like that. Then I started getting into the root cause analysis. Mm-hmm. And I was actually sitting there, when you say about the mind, I actually sat there and got the pain in the left-hand side of my arm and actually thought to myself, no, it's in the right. It's definitely in the right. And I'd shift the pain to the right arm. Mm-hmm. And that's and that and that is what made me wonder whether whether you whether you thought that the, and because I, 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 it's the mind is so so powerful, it's so amazing. powerful, mm. and and, and, I, and that, yeah, it's just because uh, um, I know that the physic physicality, you know, the body and everything like that can be powerful. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, weights and things like that I've done, um, but yeah, the mind I think is something else. I think, yeah. Um, yeah, having the right mindset um, helps the physical body. Mm. Yeah. 100%. And then the other question I was going to ask you okay. was on the hypnotherapy side, because I've often wondered this because I've, I've, you know, I've never, I've never um, done an interview or talked with anybody that's done hypnotherapy, really. Uh, I had one gentleman uh, a few years back, Lawrence, but we never got into that uh, this discussion. It was... Is there much of a, a check that you have to go through in applying to do hypnotherapy? Because as in training, yeah. Because oh, it's no. I think did the, all I would say is from from my personal perspective is like I want to be in service to help others because that's what you're going to be going in to do. Hmm. You know, and I think if you come from even from a personal perspective to deal with your own stuff because I when you work in therapy then you need to sort your own bag of shit out as well excuse my French but you you do you know so you know it's, it's talking I have a mentor my, my teacher you know that I talk to and he, I know he can roll at me sometimes because you know I don't sit and work with me enough because I'm too busy to do with others so I get told off of him you know so you need that that person that support but I would I would say if you want to do hypnotherapy then it, you're going to be going into service to help others. Um, I'm a bit thinking about online stuff. I, I appreciate it, it the way it is at the moment. I really do. But um, you you need to be able to practice a lot and, and and be around a teacher because what's really important with hypnotherapy as well is your language. You know, you don't you don't put anything dirty into the thought process. Everything has to be clean. A clean language you know so you use the client's language and repeat it back yeah you know I remember <laughs> I remember once I just started out you know and I was always a bit I was a bit you know nervous and but excited because I really wanted to do this work and obviously trained to repeat back and then the client really swore and you know so the f word like that and I was I, and I froze like, 
I felt like a kid in the, you know, like, you know, with the bloody lights coming towards you, like, and I was like, can I repeat that back? Is that professional? So ethical, what do I do? I'll never forget it. This is about 10 years ago. I'll never forget it. And I just turned around and went, oh, when it feels like that, what needs to happen? I just couldn't. <laughs> but now, now I've wised up and I've, you know, the footfall that I've seen and everyone, all the wonderful clients that I've seen, when someone comes out with it now, I just bounce straight back. Don't even think twice, you know, because that client needs to know that you are with them on the journey, yeah, side by yeah. side. Yeah, I tell absolutely. you to a Miss Marple, a very nosy detective. Yeah. Because we, we did it uh, for, for people listening, you, you did an exercise with us uh, last Friday, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, li- a little and, wee snippet. Yeah, and it was uh, it was superb. I, I unfortunately got interrupted, which took my focus away. Um, but it was, I turned my camera off because I, did, mm. I didn't want anybody, uh, for the, all those that are listening that were on that uh, session, I didn't want anybody thinking that I was just sitting there watching them as they were mm. going through this exercise. So I turned the camera off. Yeah, um, but it was absolutely fantastic to to watch and just see because mm. um, the 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 way it affected people and yeah. and and uh, the outcomes of it, you know, and Simon in particular was very very vocal throughout the day regarding it. Well, that's um, beautiful because it made me smile because he was very skeptical about it, and I always say the ones that are most skeptical make the most profound first experiences. It's just like it just blows them away. Yeah. So I just smiled because when Sam's going, are we actually going to do this then? He was like, are we actually going to do it? And I'm going, yes, we are actually going to do this. And I was just smiling because I knew and I could see with his body language that, I mean, I'm pleased for him that he actually went there to give it a go. Because, because you, you know, the mentality is, oh, I'll just see what happens there. You know, I'll just oh, yeah, yeah. And once you start going in the journey, he said, he's wondering about his energy. Was it doing this? And then, no, he just, he just sat there. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Powerful. Yeah, he, yeah. No, he was he was talking about it. Very powerful because he was talking about it. it. Had obviously had a big positive impact for him because he was talking about it on uh, on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, yeah. everywhere throughout the day. So you know, yeah. it's uh, definitely had an which impact. Is great, which is great. Which yeah, is good, I'm pleased yeah. for him. <laughs> yeah. So I also so coming back to uh, you now into what you're doing now, then mm-hmm. aren't you? Um, mm. So, what's next for you? Before we come on to some of this, because you've had a few knockbacks in, of recent. Yeah, it's been um, challenging. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the obviously we got COVID, but you also had the had the the issue with your Facebook side as well. Yeah. Didn't you? Absolute nightmare. Got completely hacked. Um, it's been it's been awful, and I'm, and Facebook still aren't getting back in touch with me. It's just been a nightmare. So they got through my account, um, through Facebook ads, trying to get money out of the account. Um, I, I caught it. Fortunately, I was on a webinar with somebody else supporting, and the client had that day. He said, I've just paid the money, and can you just check? So as I was on this webinar, I had my phone with me, so I just thought I'd just quickly check. And um, I could see all this money coming out, nearly £350 of all this money. I was like, I just... Rose was like, what the hell are words to that effect? So I had to get off the webinar. I said, I need, I need to film a bank. And yeah, um, Vietnamese women in Vietnam, it was all going to, yeah, lucky them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously we've got all that sorted with the bank and everything else. But 
I felt like it was like a dirty octopus. That's all the way I could describe it. I work a lot on metaphor. You can tell everything in my life is a metaphor. And I felt like it's, it's, it's got its dirty tentacles into everything. It's like paying for something else and it came up, you've been compromised, change your password. It just feel like, but well, they tried weeks before. They tried little bits coming through weeks before, you know, trying to access. And it was blocked off my credit card company and PayPal, you know. So you could see the steps they were trying to take. And then they just got in when I downloaded the new app. They just got in. Yeah. So that's have a new Facebook page now. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Yeah, at the back end of it now, obviously still having certain issues, obviously, with Facebook. But yeah. You've got your Facebook page back up and running. I have. You know, I'm trying to shift people over because um, I'd like nearly 1,700 followers mm. on my first page. So, you know, I've got about nearly 400 now. So people are migrating over slowly but surely. But, you know, at the end of the day as well, it's like a clearing out as well. Perhaps the people that were following me that don't need to follow me anymore, or, you know, or, or aren't active. You know, so that's all good as well. Do you know what I mean? It's like a healthy culling, I call it. It, you know, it, it is out dead wood. yeah it's because it is the, the um people when you get into your crm system unsubscribe from your newsletter and everything like that that there is it's a positive thing because it makes your yeah. list cleaner yeah uh, and they are people that are not going to deal with you so yeah, yeah move them on take them out it's, it's a distraction and noise yeah um so yeah it's uh i think it's uh a um you know <laughs> a good way of uh, of clearing your list uh, again nice and clean so you can move forward again is there anything that you would do just for a while um, yeah. and i think i kept i wanted to make changes for a while and i think the universe gave me the kick up the backside that i needed to do and gave me and the hackers that's what they did they met they forced my hand basically because i'm so happy and comfortable you know do my one-to-one clients you know but really there's a part of me going i'm bored i want to do something else and do something else and do something else and there's a part of you that's going, no, I just love doing, just doing one-to-one clients, you know, everything's happy. And then the other part of me is going, no, you really need to be sharing, we really need to start doing stuff. Um, because you're feeling flat, you're feeling, oh, we need to, you know, that energy to come back in. And so what it's done is when I moved my Facebook page, I took my surname off. Because we had this discussion with the with, with okay. the world, didn't I? And everyone kind of knows me as Julie. Go see Julie. So I thought, right, taking the surname off, because I'm changing my surname, so change, take the surname off so there's no confusion and just drip feed that over first. And then hopefully in the next couple of weeks, because everything's have to be done by depot, I'm changing my, my name. <laughs> I've had some very funny, <laughs> funny, very funny um, suggestions with my name, my surname, my new surname, because I'm changing my surname. Oh, you're going to be this. You're going to be that, you know, you know, some of them quite rude. Um, but I said, no, I'm changing my name to, I'm going to bring my mum's maiden name into my surname. So yeah, it's happening. Um, but I just need to get it, um, go to the solicitors and do an affidavit and all that. I need, to, I need witnesses. It's a bit of a nightmare at lockdown to do it. But um, so yeah, it's, um, the witnessing is going to go. And I've been okay. a witnessing for over 20 years. It feels a bit, it's a bit scary, actually, because it's something you've been familiar with for a length of time. But I wanted to wait till my youngest left school. Um, it was a personal choice because um, it's obviously my married name. So I wanted to wait till 
he'd left school and um, and now he's he's 17 and at college. So I chatted to the pair of them. One's in uni at London and one's at college here. And they were absolutely fine. They, had, they weren't bothered at all. They were surprised I kept it anyway all these years. And I said, well, I kept it for you too. But like, why? Hmm, okay. Like they do. Um, so yeah, it's some changing. So okay. and that's scary because everyone knows me and my career and my path as that. So but I've got a trust because when I walked the Camino um August 18th and I did the 500 miles, I was away for five weeks and I was terrified that um when I come back, people have forgotten me. Um be, I'll have no business left. You know, because um, I've not been around for five weeks and all that. And what happened was, through that fear and excitement of doing the Camino, a really massive challenge for myself. But when I came back, and it was, it was just, it took a, a, like a, a month, and all of a sudden, I was, I was so busy. I was like, what was I worried about? You know, and that's your thought processes again. Mm. You know, so if you overcome your fear and do it. It's amazing what you're going to step into, you know? Yeah. So this new name, new start, go for the double barrels? Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah so I'm going to be Hells of Vaughan. Uh, very good, yeah. very good. Yeah. We have had this discussion, haven't we? We, in, have, uh, in we have. I've owned an odd and queried it and what do I do? And I want to go into teaching. I want to go into workshops and do all of this. So, yeah, so I'm going to have a, perhaps an academy or a school um, training thing. So that's that's my horizon that I'm aiming for at the moment. And that, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you. Is I know, I'm making mine. Good, aren't yeah. I? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, okay, school academy, yeah, definitely. Super yeah, home. yeah. I thought I've got 10 years in doing the hypnotherapy alone, never mind all the other things, skill set that you, that you carry through life, you know, in life skills. So, yeah, I... Um, I keep, it's so weird how it happens. I keep saying this, but I'm never surprised because of the way I am. And I love energy work and working with energy and how it flows and the law of attraction and all this thing. And um, I've had clients recently saying, can I get to know more about what you do? do? Do you do any workshops? Do you teach? And I'm going, oh, I'm thinking about it. Oh, would you? Would you let me know? And then I've got, I had two recently go, do you teach this? Because I'd really love to learn from you, you know, the way you do it. Because, I'm not just a clinical hypnotherapist. I use a lot of all my energy work and the shamanic stuff and the reiki and any, anything else that comes, anything that comes in, I'll just it naturally flow, very organic. Um, so I'd want to teach in a certain way, but I'd also want it to be accredited. So this is where I'm going down the GHR route and everything else um, to make sure that's accredited because that to me is big because when you're working with emotions and people, if I do go and go on to teach hypnotherapy the way I do it, the way um, I was lucky enough to be trained by my mentor, who is just amazing, he's a dear friend of mine. He was a clinical hypnotherapist and a mystic as well. So I just got the two together. It was just amazing. Um, so I'd want to work that way and train that way, you know, to be organic and flow, you know, to be like just read a piece of paper and a script out to someone. Um, to really listen um, to your clients. And there's always a message behind why they're coming to see you. There's always the message, and that's what you're listening for. You mm -hmm. know? Yeah. No, I was just saying, you were saying there around um, 
uh, people asking, you oh, do you do workshops and everything? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about doing that. It reminded me because I did a post uh, earlier on, uh, or uh, it was on schedule post, <laughs> Star Wars and Yoda. And I've got it above here on my, it's on my vision board up here. Do or do or do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like when, um, and my son said, I can't do it. And I said, oh, but you have to write can first, don't you? Oh, he used to do their head in. He said, you can't write can't without can. Mm. You know? So I used to wind them up. Wind them up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's... There was another question I was getting. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were saying around your name, and you were saying I've had some bad ones. All right. So what was the bad one then? <laughs> no, it wasn't really rude yeah go on then <laughs> one guy said are you going to be crystal tears <laughs> no that ain't going to work that ain't going to work at all you know because we're all metal crystals and stuff like that you know and you know I said I've got these visions of having tassels <laughs> <laughs> oh okay that's good as because you said crystal tips up there I said crystal what <laughs> it just got worse yeah, yeah. And now, so, now when I do the post, that's going to be in the uh, what we discuss about crystal tits. I'm going to put them yeah, in there. Yeah, and, and they're twirly. And, it's, <laughs> and, it's and the tassels, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Brilliant. I'm conscious of time because I know you are busy and I know you've got an appointment. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to come on to some um, questions there, ad hoc okay. um, questions. Um, first of all, you, you, from a development, because you 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 said earlier on you're very very studious and do you, and do you still do that now you're still constantly I'm always, learning always doing cpd i'm always learning i've not i've not had holidays for years and i apart from walking the camino that wasn't really holiday. that was a challenge you know the boys are lucky enough to go away and they have amazing holidays with the dad which is great and i save like mad and go and workshops okay that's that's all i do i study all the time i'm always on a workshop i'm on two at the moment online i'm always <laughs> I'm always learning, you know. I've got about 500 books, seriously. I can open a library. I'm surrounded here. And yeah. if I was put, if to put my arm out here, is that there, is all the books I've just bought. So there's about yeah, a foot and a half. I bought five the other day, and I was just yeah. like, really, you've not really got 300. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I just love books. And what my mentor said to me, sometimes it's not about reading the book. What if you get drawn to the... Um, the book on your bookshelf whatever it is you just get drawn to it so just pick it up open it just open it random and scan through and there'll be something for you to read just a message yeah. close the book and put it back you know and i just find that really and that's what i do that a lot you're going to get star wars yoda out on you or something like that, that. <laughs> oh wow you can see yeah all the yeah. all the time and that all my books are like that. it's yeah. all tab I keep stock yeah. of the tabs and where everything's you know interesting. I, I think yeah. it's brilliant. And do you know what I love? When I, get, I, I always look for second-hand books. I have on my people's highlighted something in a second-hand book. I sit there and I tap into that thinking, why did you highlight that? What did that mean for you? It fascinates me. Well, people fascinate me. Otherwise, I wouldn't do the job I do. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it fascinates me. I'm always highlighting and making notes everywhere. What are, you, what are you researching now then anything or is it just pick up anything and do it what am i doing at the moment i'm really um my psychic development i'll be really truthfully and honest with you because i find it fascinating 
Um, so I'm looking more into that because when I work with clients, I sometimes pass one, loved ones that have passed can step forward. So I get, I'm aware physically of the signs and everything else. So then I'll say to my client, are you aware of the energy around you or someone walking towards you? Yes, I am. You know, and that's brilliant then. So then I'll have a conversation through them via, you know, the, the spirit of whoever, you know. So everything that I do, like I say, is organic. And then I might get someone in that doesn't even have any sort of feelings like that at all, you know. But um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm like, I keep getting told, but I keep being told of people, and I've just told, yeah, just said to me, you, you've already got it, you already know it. But for me, I'm always studying for it. I'm always, yeah, but it's like if someone does a little mini course on hypnotherapy, it fascinates me how other people do it. Mm. You know, I, mm. you know, and, and that fascinates me. So I'm always trying to be the best that I can be in the work that I do. So I might grab that little bit from there and that really, really floats my boat. I'm going to grab, this is what I'm doing in my own unique way of the therapy that I'm going to be teaching. I'm grabbing bits that resonate with me then I can share. That makes okay. sense. That's good. Because that was going to be the next question. So, yeah, um, I just read your mind uh, again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what I was going to say, uh, I'm just uh, looking at uh, some questions. I, I'll go with the same ones I actually asked uh, uh, Michelle and the rest of it. If, if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? God, that's really difficult because I've got so many. Yeah, wait till you get the next one. <laughs> See, I've got a picture of me a bit like Jack Sparrow sat on um, a treasure chest now with all the stuff that I have inside, all the, all the skill set. And it's just like, and my heart. And it's just like, open it up and go, right, what are we doing? <laughs> Picking something out. I've got a Jack Sparrow there in my mindset there and just smiling. Um, I don't know really something about just your sense of self and, and happiness really I think something like that on a billboard but because I've got a wicked sense of humor it would be like you know or open up a medicine bag as the shamanic term and all the other on all the skill set coming out you know the shamanism the hypnotherapy the healing and all these different things plus everything I know about the human body as well it just all kind of comes together and breath and things like that you know Mm. okay how about this one then oh here we go if in 150 years science Ooh. fails to save us and all that is left is a book about your life what would the title be and what would the blurb tell us about julie oh my god you should have sent me this first this should have, well you didn't send me any questions <laughs> so hang on a minute so and let me write this down because the book of my life so say that again Book of your life. What would the title be? And what would the what would the blurb say about you? Book of your life. Oh God, and the blurb. The blurb would be like a warrior woman um, in service to help others light up. Something like that. Okay. Um, I have to be a warrior. I always, I always see myself as a Viking shield maiden, you know, that kind of energy, that kind of spirit in me, a fighter. Um, Amazonian. Hmm? Amazonian. Yeah. 
Well, my, <laughs> I often see myself as a Zulu warrior as well, with a spear and shield tackled around my ankle saying, bring it on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a warrior, a warrior woman would be definitely in there. Um, everything that you've that I've fought through life to be where I am now. Um, my book of life, know thyself. That would be it. Know thyself because that's what came in a meditation once when I was thinking about a book and it said know thyself. And it's about you having not lying to yourself and having your own integrity. So know who you are and honor that in yourself. And then other people around you who are meant to be in your life will be there to nourish and nurture as you do them. And people that are not meant to be in life, I don't get it, but they're not meant to be. And it's goodbye with love and blessing. See you, you know? So it would be know thyself, definitely. That's a good answer. I like that one. I do like that one. <laughs> that is that is know know thyself superb. It's actually on a on a temple in Greece on the uh, the temple of Delphi. And I found that oh. out all in a in a thing like that. It was like I got the meditation. I got, I got this picked this book up, and it was in there as well. And only sat, I was sat there in the summer lockdown one going, oh my god, this is really spooky. This is just me out. Um, but I loved it. That validation, you know. Yeah. Fantastic. So what should I ask you that I didn't know enough to ask? This is the one that stumped Mr. Cox, this is. What? And then he dropped out that he was in a porno. <laughs> I had sex because I've done Tantra as well. I've done, I've done some Tantra work, which I love because that's about energy. Um, and know thyself and your sexuality and everything else, which you know um, I want to work a lot with, with teenagers. So I think we're really good to work in and help people with uh, young adolescents um, with that. Um, gosh, what else? What else? I've done many things. My mind's ticking over. Go, no, 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 no. It's like I've got a filing system coming out. And you're like, um, I don't know, like like a record player, you know, the old kind of, no, you put your money in. And the, re the record's coming out. I'm going, no, no, no. I'm that one like, no, 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 no. Um, don't worry, yeah. there's no one. Don't worry. I think what would tell you more about Yeah, I love the shamanism. I've, I've really enjoyed, and it was doing the shamanism that came through. Oh, I love past life regression. That's something you've not we've not discussed. And past life regression fascinates me because of my own experience when I did it in my training, um, and when Peter clients can actually naturally step into it as well. So you've always got to be aware of that. Um, so yeah. That just fascinates me. Whatever people's perception or belief system are, it's like, where does imagination come from? It comes from somewhere, yeah? So, yeah, past life regression is amazing. Okay. It, was when, it was when I was doing, um, I was training, and um, my, I, my idiomotor response is, I do that without even thinking, right? Now, like, I'm sat there with all my peers, who wants to volunteer? And I'd be talking to someone and my right hand would just do that. And they go, okay, Julie, up again. I go, what? What? I said, you, you volunteered? I said, no, I didn't. I said, you did. You haven't like that. Well, and I go, no, I didn't. So I get up in front of my peers and um, 
took me on a journey and I was this very old lady um, I, was, I grew to be a very old lady of the woods and I was just like into herbs and things like that and I, just, I just dyed like this long white hair in this, in this forest it was, you know it, it, there was nothing exciting about it it was just like really old and I just lived in the forest and things like that um, so whatever but anyone's belief system or whatever it was just a really nice um, life really and then what, what, when you do past life regression, the important thing is as well is that um, you send a healing colour back to that lifetime too to release. And then I always ask, and my mentor trained me with this, ask the question that what, what message does that past person have for you in this lifetime? What, what is it that you need to, to know? And it fascinates me when that comes out because what comes out is quite profound so often with my clients. So when I did, um, after that session, I was pretty blown away. Then we did a group one. Now, I love the outdoors, as I mentioned. I'm always out hiking, walking, running. I'm always outdoors. It's my medicine. And uh, it's probably to do that old lady about all those years ago and the white hair. I always love being in the woods. <laughs> and, uh, and it was amazing. I, more, I, mean, I always position myself near a window or opposite a window. I always need to see the outdoors. I always have done. So um, in my training room, we've trained, um, it was in the hospital grounds up the far away, and there's a little window, and you can see the tops of trees. I always sat there, creature of habit, but I need to see green. And we did this past life as a group session then, after my one in front of everybody, so it was great. So I'm off, off I went, I looked down, I thought, I've got big brown feet. Oh my God, I'm a man, right? And I was Aborigine. Seriously, I was Aborigine and there was a tree to my left and I was walking through the desert looking for water, scanning the ground for water, trying to get water. It was the most profound experience and I had all these markings on my face and everything. And then um, when, when he was bringing us back around and through that window, an eagle came in. And literally hit me in the head, if, you know, energetically, not physically, but energetically. And I sat there and I was like, looking around at everybody <laughs> like this. And I was like, excuse me. And they looked and said, yeah. And I said, um, an eagle has just come in and hit me in the head. And I said, and here it's twitching like mad. It was like going like this. I could feel it like that, but you couldn't see, but it was like that. I'm going, what? what's going on? And then, it's like, you know, you're a student of all this, you know, and, you know, and they just said, your third eye has been opened up. I was like, okay. Okay. And then after then, I started seeing um, faces when I go off to sleep, all these different, like, postcards of all these different people just coming and going. And I'm going, no, because you can't, this is, where, this is where you're most powerful. It's like you're in that... Um, that state of sleep when you're in dream state, just before you dip into your deepest sleep. So you're kind of aware as well of what's going on. And I'm having a conversation of, who are you? Who are you? Oh my God. And some of them really stand out. There was, a, there was an Edwardian lady at a bureau looking at me like, like an old photograph. Oh, it was amazing. Fantastic. Amazing. Okay. That, that fascinates me. That, that gets my juices flowing. So I'm, I'm yeah. doing. I'm, I'm going to do. I'm doing more and more work with with, with that kind of um, side of hypnotherapy as well because because I'm nosy. I think I just <laughs> yeah yeah. 
Excellent. I'm conscious of the time because you, you've got uh, you've got to report. Yes, you do, uh, and uh, you need time to yeah settle I'm down after this. So we're all good, just in case we overround because at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, I was just going to say, is there is there anything that uh, what something people seem to misunderstand about you? About me, or hypnotherapy, or about me? Yeah, both, if you want, both. I think people have a misconception with, with hypnotherapy because of this because of the stage hypnotism. Um, yeah. Because what happens is when a hypnotist is on the stage, the first thing they say is, "Who wants to be hypnotized?" And people put the hand up. So subconsciously, you already made like that contract. You want to do something. So that's left. That's number one. So then he gets everybody up. And then what the hypnotist will do is we suggest stability tests. So if, if, you're, if he does like buckets and balloons, for example, so if you sit and you've got so many balloons in one hand and so many bricks in a bucket on the other one, and you're still like that, but straight, you're going to sit back down because you're not suggestible. If your hands are like that, then you're going to stay on the stage because you're being suggestible. You're open to the prospect of, of doing whatever he's going to ask you to do. So what the hypnotists are doing then is you're going in and out of trance all the time, in and out, in and out. So you're up, you're down, you're up, you're down. So when it actually comes to that person who's the one who's the most suggestible, it's their inner child. That's going, this is my time to shine. This is, this is my moment. So you're going to go straight to it. So that's the difference between, obviously, a hypnotist is just there for the performance, you know, the stage. So when you go into an altered state, it's a natural state, like driving a car, like I've mentioned. So when you pull up outside your house, you've not remembered the journey and you think, I could have knocked someone over or, you know, um, someone could have stepped out, I wouldn't have noticed. I could have gone through in a red light. Um, the subconscious mind, which is 88%, which is the, uh, your memory bank, was driving, is driving the car. And your conscious mind, which is the only 12%, but that's the chimp, that's the chatty, chatty, chatty mind. And that's where you're going. So the subconscious mind is driving because it knows the direction home. And your conscious mind is going over of, of what ifs and whys that day. You might have had a row with someone, you know, with your partner or your kids might be winding you up. Or you may be seen of a horror movie sometimes when you pull upside or a thriller and you think, oh my God, did I have that in me? And it's usually when you take the key out of the ignition, that's when you're kind of back into your present moment into that day. And you think, what have I got here? Yeah. So we go down to that nice, relaxed state when we actually do the hypnotherapy. Um, and it's a natural state. It's a completely natural state. But it's very, very powerful. Your subconscious mind stores everything. Everything you've seen, heard, smelt, tasted, touched, from the womb to present day, it doesn't switch off. 24 hours, seven days a week, it's always active. And what happens in life, we, we, we suppress stuff, we store it all down there. It's all in those parts, emotional attachments, things you saw, the good, the bad, the ugly, all that kind of thing. It's all in there. And when we get triggered by and feeling, it's like oil bubbles up and goes, oh, oh, you've reacted like this before. This is how you feel. And that's when it starts to spill out. Because many times people say, I don't know where it's coming from or you know, I just feel like this. I don't know where it's coming from. Or, you know, well, I'm reacting very childlike, you know, and it's just because it's the child in there, the subconscious, that's dealing with a part of an experience, you know? And it's the parts that are stuck in those experiences, you know? Um, 
I mentioned this to, on last Friday, you know, when people have accidents and things like that or trauma um, and even abuse as well, it, it, it's like, it's like a part of them is observing it from the corner of the room to protect itself. When you have a car accident, it's like it's happening in slow motion. And I would say it's a part of them comes out to protect itself. So the body's taking the impact or the abuse or whatever's going on. But then fortunately you survive and you carry on, but that part is still out. Like seeing, feeling, tasting, touching, everything that holds that energy to that experience, it's still there. You've carried on living, but it's still there. So what I kind of do in the work a lot is we go back and go and get the part because then that, matures you back up then and it serves a more useful purpose for you you know so it, it it'll bring you something back but that part needs to feel whatever it needs to feel whether it's love whether it's security whether it's safety you know protection whatever that part needs to feel because it's still really in the pollution or the emotional attachment of, of that past experience and that's what pulled you back to those times you know that's brilliant. I really, I think that's a fantastic way to end on that fast uh, yeah. that, uh, uh, story and that explanation. Superb. So uh, we'll get all the links and put it in the description of the podcast so people can see your Facebook page, website, whatever you want in there. And it will go live uh, next Monday. I don't know what date that is, and it won't make any difference to our listeners in saying no. next Monday. <laughs> next Monday's fine. Yeah. Um, so with that, thank you very much, Julie. Oh, thank you, Adam. I've loved it. It's been brilliant. Loved it. Pleasure. Thanks for tuning in, and remember, success is not final, failure is not fatal, it's the courage to continue that counts.